0: This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media.
1: Wake up! Hello, everybody. Sister Regina. Hi. Hi, Sister Ignatia. And this is, everyone. This is so great. Just
0: sitting down. I mean, would you call what we're drinking kombucha, really?
1: I think it deserves its own name. Wow. Is it just like vinegar? Convent brew. <laughs> Convent brew. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought we could call it like health, health juice.
1: Health juice. I love it. Yeah. I'll t- drink my health juice when I take my health drops. See? hmm yeah. <laughs> We like to be health
0: conscious a little bit. mildly mildly yeah reasonably you still want to be relatable I mean (laughs) 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 anyway uh well uh sister well I pardon me I have the great privilege of traveling to all over the place with sister Regina and we've been doing a lot of school visits Mm -hmm. um high school Mainly high schools, grade schools.
1: Yeah, the those little are ones;
0: those are special.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so we figured, why not just compile all of the frequently asked questions and record it? You know? Genius. <laughs> Do you have any like in general takeaways from our visits? Like you leave the grade schools and you're just like, wow, these kids.
1: Mm. They're always so full of potential. Ooh. No, you just see so much in them that you know they don't see in themselves yet, and you wish you could tell them. Mm. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the eagerness, the openness, and the honesty— Of the little ones Mm. is probably my favorite. How they just look at you with those big eyes and they can't sit still and they're so excited and (laughs) then they want to give you all... They want to do the leg hug (laughs) when you leave. Yeah. (laughs) The leg hug. Yeah, really
0: cute. Uh, Yeah, whereas like the little kids, they have like... There's five hands up at a time. And then like high schoolers, there's at least... (laughs) 30 seconds of si- awkward silence between questions <laughs>
1: Cause, cause
0: they don't want to be the religious kid to, That's to ask right. a question. But well, how about a, a good first one that we usually get is what is the difference between a nun and a sister? Because hmm. they notice that we use, we don't necessarily call ourselves nuns. So mm-hmm. then I think their cogs start turning like, wait a second, mm-hmm. is there a difference?
1: Yeah. And then the teachers usually respond with an apology for calling us nuns when we're not, (laughs) but it's okay. All of you out there, don't worry. We are not offended. We'll touch back on this in a later question, but there actually is a difference between being a nun and a sister. A nun is a sister that you're probably not ever going to see unless you go to her monastery and stand on the other side of the grill from her (laughs) and she will maybe share her beautiful smile with you and let that glory of Christ radiate from her face into your life. But yeah, nuns are sisters enclosed in the monastery and they offer an extraordinary sacrifice of prayer Mm -hmm. and praise to the Lord with their life. But we're sisters. We are contemplative active. So you'll see us. You might see us at the grocery Mm -hmm. store. You might see us at the park. Probably not, but I do love the swings. <laughs> but you'll see us out and about, you know, the hospital, the schools, your local mm-hmm. uh, parish festival. Yeah,
0: we yeah. like those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're like visible. I feel like the kids like like that piece of knowledge because they're like, oh, I bet my parents don't know this, mm. which they're probably right.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and then they can outsmart them. They mm. like when they can do yeah, that. I yeah. think they can. Yeah. Here's something that nuns and sisters have in common, but we wear something on our head. And some of the kids will ask, what is that thing on your head? (laughs) Just like that,
0: too. What is that thing on our head? It is technically called a veil. And then, of course, think of, especially in your Catholic world, what people have veils. Okay. So usually a bride, a bride has a veil. Our lady, when we see her, she has a veil. Because a veil is an indication of some, someone or something that is set apart. So often, even in churches, a tabernacle is veiled. There's the gold tabernacle, but then a curtain is often over it. A ciborium oftentimes comes out of the tabernacle with a nice veil over it. So it is a sign, our outward sign to the rest of the world, that we are set apart for Jesus for a sacred purpose. So what the veil actually even comes from is in Jewish tradition, and even now in like an Orthodox Jews as well, once a young woman is married, her hair is covered at all times. And then the only time, the only person that gets to see her hair is her husband. So then mm. that's kind of like our our sign, like covering that symbol of our beauty as a gift for Jesus. So but we like, yeah, we like wearing that thing in our head. It's mm-hmm. nice. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I guess along with that, so there's the veil and then the habit. Mm-hmm. And then they take one look at us and they think... Do you have to wear that all the time?
1: Yeah, even when it's hot? <laughs> even when you're with your family? What if you go to a restaurant? You still wear it then? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every contingent situation. <laughs> Are you wearing it? We do get to wear our habits all the time. So Sister Ignatia just talked about the veil. You know, brides wear veils. Brides also wear a wedding dress. And I know you're going to say, sister, that is not look like a wedding <laughs> dress. Are you uh, mentally ill? <laughs> <laughs> you're very deceived. But but it actually is. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you can't see that, but, <laughs> but we know it <laughs> to be yeah. true. There's a wonderful joy that comes from being able to wear a habit every day. Not just that I don't have to worry about, like, what am I going to wear tomorrow or anything like that, but... We actually have a special prayer that we pray as we get dressed in the morning, just like when a priest gets ready to celebrate mass and he has vesting prayers. So with each piece that he puts on, there's a prayer to remind him of his identity. He is another Christ and what he's about to do is he worships God and leads people in worship to God. So our prayers for our habit remind us of our vows because that is... Part of our identity as brides of Christ consecrated to God and to the church. So our tunic is the part that looks like a dress kind of. And um, it's similar to the one that St. Francis wore. His had probably like a hundred patches on it and was Mm -hmm. many different shades. But um, it's like in the shape of a cross. It's a sign of our poverty. Francis loved Lady Poverty and we want to follow in his footsteps. Then we have the scapular that goes on over the tunic, and that's a sign of our obedience because the Lord Jesus said, uh, my yoke is sweet and my burden is light. So when we put on our scapular, we ask him for the grace to carry his cross worthily. And then, yeah, the veil obviously is closely linked to our vow of chastity. Jesus is our best friend and our bridegroom, and the veil shows that. Yeah, what are benefits about wearing the habit all the time, though?
0: Oh, so many. So many. I've met a lot of people that I would never have met before in my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we can be like walking down the street and someone is comfortable to say, hey, are you a nun? So I don't I don't tell them that I'm not a nun. I just say yes so that we can move on with the conversation. Yeah, and then they have questions about God, about Jesus. Maybe like their prayers haven't been answered in their life and they are wondering why and they ask you to pray, pray for them. Yeah, it is like a great privilege to be a sign that that God is alive and that He loves He loves them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, happy mm-hmm. to wear it.
1: Yeah, you know the I was praying about this the other day. I was looking at the sanctuary we were at in another town, and you know the altar cloth it was very prominent, and the tabernacle veil, and all of this was tied together. And then the you know the chalice being veiled on the altar. And I thought, yeah, there's Jesus veiled and crucified and alive. And then he's like, and that's you. You are veiled and crucified and alive. So to have that particular conformity to our bridegroom. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: I think that's a good segue to the next question.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) What would you be if you weren't a sister? Hmm. What would you be if you weren't a sister? I, honestly, sister,
0: I would be depressed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like people think that being a sister is something that we do. And it's not true. Being a sister is being a sister. That's that's who I am. So then to say, oh, of all the other things in the world that I could do, and I just happened to pick being a sister. So if that wasn't my choice, like what would it be? And I know the kids like want to know about like our secret lives that we had before we were sister and our dreams and blah, blah, blah. That's what they kind of want to know. But what they're getting at is this like, yeah, that it's just an option of something to do. But Jesus has, yeah, poured out this like lavish love on us and gifted us with a life that, yeah, brings so much joy that we wouldn't have pictured for ourselves. Yeah, it's never been like a thought in my mind of like, well, if this doesn't work out. Like, (laughs) I'll do X, Y, or Z. Like, that's not, that is not a thought in my head.
1: Amen. Amen. There is nothing else. (laughs) So, it's just
0: like, yeah, how we, how we are. Mm -hmm. How we exist in the world is this.
1: What we were made for.
0: Mm. I figured you would, uh, canon. The canon of... So there's a lot of canon law about religious life and the exact purpose of a religious... Oh, right. The
1: contemplation of divine things and assiduous union with God in prayer. There you go. I think it's... Is it 663?
0: Either that... Yeah. Or 633. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Sister Dolores always made sure we... Knew that one. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who we are. That's right. What our purpose? Yeah, assiduous union with God in prayer. Mm, mm-hmm. So, Sister Regina, how mm-hmm. did you know?
1: How did this I is, know? We always
0: get this question. How did you know? Okay, and this coming from, like, a 12-year-old, like, I don't think they've, like, known, like, the way that we know our vocation, I don't think they've ever known something like that in their life. Is that safe mm, to say?
1: Well, I can definitely <laughs> say that was the case for me when I was that age. <laughs> right.
0: Like, how can you tell them? At tw- well, anyway, we, we try. We try. So there are ways, quote, to quote, no.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, right. It's kind of like what your, what your brother tells your nephew. <sighs> Yeah. What does he tell him?
0: Oh, oh, like when he wants doesn't want to go to school or something. Oh, you'll understand this when you're older someday. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, and you just don't know, and you think this is this is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So you you need your dad to tell you that you're going to understand someday when you're older. Mm-hmm. But right now, you're just going to have to trust me.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Tr- yeah, trusting the the wise ones. The older, wiser ones in our lives who, who love you. Well, how did I know? Because so what we just said, okay. Contemplation of divine things and assiduous union with God in prayer. I was, I was pretty much pursuing that to the best of my ability as much as I could before I became a sister. And that was the desire in my heart was this union with God. Cause he placed that desire in my heart and, I was trying to learn how to respond to that. And all of the things that gave me great joy, the number one thing that gave me the greatest joy was being with Jesus in the Eucharist, like often. And then when I wasn't with him, I was thinking of him and when was the next time I was going to be able to be with him and keep him company. So that was a pretty big hint. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, prayer is a conversation with God. And so that's when... We, you know, tell him what's on our minds and hearts and he shares his heart with us too. And I heard him invite me time and time and time and time and time again Mm -hmm. to be his bride, to leave everything and follow him. And eventually that became evident to me that that meant religious life. And then it became evident to me that it was our community. And then I started talking to the sisters So there was a, then there became a mutual agreement and I entered the community a while after that. And then we really know when we make our perpetual vows, because that's our lifetime commitment until we die. We vow to God until death to live here in this community in our vows. And we receive a ring to remind us of that reality on a daily basis. It's our wedding ring. So now I know for sure. I mean I thought I knew back then. Mm-hmm. And I knew I guess as much as I could, but now I really know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what a gift vows are.
1: Mhm. What a gift. Mhm. How much do you pray? Mhm. How much do I pray? I pray about as much as you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> maybe (laughs) only God knows we call each other on
0: (laughs) well usually the question is what do you do all day and then we can just answer maybe how much would do you and then how much do you pray and then usually their eyes roll back into their head because they can't even imagine you know spending quote that much time in prayer and then you just kind of fill in all the times that we're not in prayer then we're probably just doing you know like serving the sisters or the people that we work with eating, having fun, sleeping. Those are, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, prayer.
1: Yeah. We pray as a community about three hours a day, like where we're all together. That includes the Liturgy of the Hours, Mass, Rosary, like silent meditation on the scriptures. Then we have our Holy Hour because we are sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration, which means we have the great privilege of adoring Jesus night and day in the blessed sacrament without ceasing for the past 159 years. And so we'll have our, you know, our night, night adoration. And then there's other times during the day we'll generally stop in prayer. We have time for private prayer. So that's about how much we pray.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a lot. We were Mm -mm. on this, like a panel with father Tom from St. Charles. And I love what he said, like, I think everyone that's not in our life, living our life, like wonders at how it's possible. But then like father Tom was like, I find that I'm, I'm not bored at prayer. I'm actually like trying to get away from everything else to go pray. (laughs) Like that's what I Mm -hmm. want. And what a Testament. Like, yeah, that is like that desire should never go away. Like that is our desire. Mm -hmm. So to be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, sister.
0: I know. Should we give a warning before this one?
1: Yeah. This next question is rated PG, PG. So, if you have young
0: children and you haven't discussed the important issue of what happens to pets before they go to heaven, you might want to pause and have a little discussion or just let us answer the question for you.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> what would you say to a to a child sister Ignacia who just lost their beloved Aww. childhood dog or cat or tortoise tortoise or bearded dragon I had a bearded dragon yeah
0: okay the stakes are pretty high okay so if this if a child just has experienced this right I'm gonna and they ask me is my is my pet gonna be in heaven with me I would probably start off by saying let's call this child Andrew okay little Andrew be like you know Andrew you know what's so great about being Andrew there are no other Andrews in the world. You, you are pretty amazing. Like there's never going to be another woman person like you. You know, you're an individual soul. God created. But your, your pet that just died, he isn't a person like you are. Like how amazing you are, your pet was pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Probably like pet the dog with, played catch really well, was really cuddly, affectionate. But pet's not a person. So I would have to say that, you know, God came to redeem persons, human beings, to bring them to heaven. So the short answer, if I wasn't talking to Andrew who just lost his pet, short answer, no, pets don't go to heaven. But, but, Scripture, Prophet Isaiah says, there will be a new heavens and a new earth. I mean, I'm sure there's books written about this. You can look it up. So I'm not really sure what all is encompassed in the new heavens and the new earth. Maybe there's animals we've just never even fathomed before. And God is like, I'm going to show you something. It's going to be amazing. But that family that always keeps getting like, you know, the same golden retriever after, you know, like, golden retriever, one dies, you buy another one, it has the same name, it dies, you buy another one. So like a golden retriever is a golden retriever, you know, but a person is an individual, you know, irreplaceable. And Jesus came to die for the irreplaceable human beings in this world. So pets are great. They help us get to heaven, you know, but yeah, just... I just don't think that Jesus died for them. But then in one of the classrooms we were in, we were at a school where they asked this question, I think in three or four of the different classrooms. It was surprising. But then there was a rebuttal <laughs> <laughs> where apparently, apparently I was wrong because <laughs> there's this rainbow bridge I didn't know about. Do you, I don't remember the whole explanation of the rainbow bridge. Mm-hmm. But apparently, I think it's in Marvel or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that there's a rainbow bridge that takes the pets to heaven. And then the pets are waiting there for us. Not St. Peter. (laughs) The pets are waiting at the rainbow bridge to walk with us into heaven. So I didn't, she was really excited about this. So... I didn't have the heart to tell her that, that was completely false, <laughs> but I just like, wow. I did. And then at that point I could be, I could be ignorant cause I did not know about a rainbow bridge. So I just said that, I was like, wow, didn't know, didn't know there was such a thing as the rainbow bridge. So yeah. So sorry parents, if we just have made this really difficult for you, but I just, I think it's, Like, let's find out about how amazing people are, you know? And what Jesus went through for us. Heaven is going to be so, so amazing. Amazing. Like, it's not going to be lacking a dog. (laughs) It's not, there's not, I'm not going to be lacking a thing. So,
1: yeah. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. What God has ready for those who love him. Wow. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah.
0: When you need a 90s hymn. That's it. That's it. Wow. Okay. But we can't, I don't think we should end with that. Let's. No,
1: no, no. We have better things to talk about. Yeah. We have some of the best things to talk about. The best of religious life. Let's talk about the best of religious life.
0: Whoa, I like that. So what would you put in that category?
1: Well, yeah. So the question is, you know, people always say like, (laughs) what's the best part about being a sister, but (sighs) being a sister, (laughs) Jesus is our spouse. That's the best part about being a sister, but there's a lot of like best of. Yeah. So I think we could talk about surprises
0: in life. Wow. There's a lot.
1: We don't know what we're getting into when we come to the convent. I mean, I thought I kind of had like a pretty decent idea from the lives of the saints, but it hasn't really been like that. Or it has (laughs) been like that, but I didn't understand the lives of the saints at at the same kind of level. So surprises that the Lord has for us. Oh, it's always like, you can't even think of it. You can't even imagine what he's going to do on a daily basis, what he's going to say what he's going to ask, the people you're going to meet, the place you're going to go. Yeah. What's some of your best of? I mean,
0: he has have like, yeah, being a sister, but yeah, we wake up in the morning and I have the assurance that I'm going to go see Jesus mm. in the morning. Like I can look forward to that or like, he's going to be, he's there. This is pretty much the only way of life that exists mm. that can assure me that, that I'm going to see Jesus first thing in the morning. He's gonna be there. We're gonna have time set aside to be together. It's a pretty big gift, yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Living under the same roof as Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Wow. He's like right down the hall, no matter where we are. Yeah. Which is the way it ought to be with married couples. But you know, some people might not think of religious life in that way. So we're here to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the greatest. One of the greatest privileges another best of
0: i mean i couldn't have have imagined that it was possible for me to be in relationship and to get to know and love so many different people mm. you know i mean i do have a best of list of sisters that i would love to be like someday mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so you just never thought like the the joys of living under the same roof like every single generation of people that you could imagine living under the same roof, having fun together, supporting each other—you know, like I wouldn't trade that for for anything. Yeah. So yes. Everyday things.
1: Like one of my one of my best moments of the day is if I run into Sister James in the ironing room at night. Oh, man! I, I can't explain it to you, but. <laughs> Yeah, those are the simple things that are some of the most mm-hmm. meaningful, special little interactions that, yep. that we have. Mm-hmm.
0: Or Sister Jane, that need, she just tells you how how great you are and how oh, yeah. good, good of a job you're doing oh, and she. that she's praying for you. She just has to tell you every so often. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, oh, thanks, Sister Jane. Needed that. Wow.
1: Yeah, she's a cheerleader. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Dear, very dear. So, yeah, they're best of. Wow, we get to be a, a part of people's lives that we serve in a way that other people don't. One of our sister teachers, Sister Lucia, was talking about, like, her students notice a difference. They, like, maybe one of the little girls, like, wants to be a teacher, but she's like, well, I actually, I want to be a teacher like Sister Lucia is a teacher. I want to be, like, a, a nun teacher.
1: Oh, You know? Because, wow.
0: yeah, like, maybe they really in- think they would enjoy teaching, but they can see a difference in how Sister Lucy is able to pay attention to them, love them, remind them of of Jesus and his love for them. And it's not like a skill. Like it's not, yeah, it's not a skill. It's just like who Sister is. Like that's, yeah, we're available to so many more people. Mm
1: -hmm. Spiritual motherhood. Mm. Yeah. What what about it? What do you even say? I know. What do you say? It's real. Restoring supernatural life to immortal souls, like a lady. Well, if you want to say it like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Say it again.
1: Say it again. Restoring supernatural (laughs) life to immortal souls. Yeah. Oh, and if you were going
0: to ask a question and if that's a real thing or a consolation prize for not having our own physical children, you would be wrong. Spiritual motherhood is not a consolation prize. It's real... And actually, all, all of y'all who have physical children, actually the majority of what you do for them is spiritual, right? Like you're feeding them, you give them birth, all those things, and they're your natural children. But the guidance, the formation, like all of those things is like is a spiritual act.
1: Yeah, and there, it's not always a consolation. There's got to so be suffering right. involved in it or there's yeah. no love. So... Yeah. That's a good thing to remember. Yeah. It's not like we're trying to get all the glory with none of the actual, like, getting your hands dirty. Right? Right, sister. Good point. Good point. Motherhood on either end is painful. Yeah. The Lord decides what it's like for each one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we hit the depths there. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just going off into contemplation. Um, but, Yeah. You know another best thing, sister? What is it? I get to be here with you. Oh. Wow. Wow. Wow.
1: You're a cheerleader too.
0: (laughs) We have so much fun. This is great. Uh, But thank you for joining me today and every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they think like what we do. Yeah, we get to like tell people how awesome religious life is. Yeah, It's pretty great.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And would you care to... Close us with
1: a prayer. I would love to. All right. Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. We ask you to overflow from us like a fountain from all of our beloved listeners, all those who follow the the morning jolt. We ask you to increase our faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. And we pray that we pray that the season of Lent would be truly transformative for us. That this journey with Jesus, through his suffering, through all of the hardships of his life, through the unbelief of those he tried to love and share the good news with, that all of this encounter with him in the scriptures and in our prayer would bear fruit in our own lives and would enable us to love and be patient and go out to others with the gospel. We pray to share in that fearless, courageous joy that Mary Magdalene had at the resurrection to go and tell them that we have seen the risen Lord. Lord Jesus, just ask you to make yourself known to us and to all the listeners. All those we love and pray for. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Sister Regina. You're welcome. Hey,
0: thanks for listening, and we will catch you later. I hope you like religious life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, Contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow.
1: This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.